It's wonderful to be in the Lord's house again. I appreciate uh, God's blessing us to be here. And uh, uh, it's been a beautiful day. And uh, I thank God for his mercy and his grace. He's watched over us. I uh, appreciate the fellows up there running sound. Uh, appreciate, uh, I appreciate the Jordans being here tonight. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Sean sing. I want to share something with you. Uh, uh, thank everybody for praying for me. I know people do that right along. I didn't make any announcement of it, but I spent most of the day in Columbus, had some CAT scans run and a lot of blood work done, and they, the tests all came back uh, encouraging. Uh, my doctor said that uh, she was very encouraged by them, so I was. And uh, I just, by the grace of God, I appreciate uh, good news. And uh, I'm glad to be here tonight. And uh, I have some people really on my heart. Uh, some have uh, contacted me and said that uh, they were going to be watching online. And uh, we know from past experience, God can reach out through the live stream and wherever people's at, God can touch your hearts. And uh, uh, we would love most of all to hear about somebody getting saved tonight. And likewise, somebody rededicating their life if they need to. And so uh, God's mighty good to us. And I am looking forward to us having service in-house uh, with uh, uh, more people than we've had in about three months. And uh, God willing, uh, we'll be having service Sunday morning at 11 o'clock in the house. And so really pray for that and, and uh, come if you can. And right now I'd like to offer up just a word of prayer before we go on as we pray. <clears throat> Precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace uh, God, thank you for being so good to us in every way, naturally and spiritually. Uh, you're such a wonderful God, and we can't praise you or thank you enough, and the words won't explain how great you are. But, God, I pray for this service tonight, and, and Lord, uh, I just ask you blessings and ask, uh, Lord, help people to listen and watch tonight uh, very intently, help folks to pray, and I, I feel like I feel people praying already, and thank you for that. And, God, we ask you to bless Sean while he sings tonight. Appreciate him being uh, willing and, and so willing to help and coming to be with us to sing. And God, we just ask you blessings on this service. Help us that we'd have a good spirit. Uh, Lord, uh, the scripture, it's on my heart. If you want me to uh, preach from that, God, help me to have a spirit to preach with. Lord, we can't do anything without you, and we're glad it's that way. Uh, God, we praise you for your goodness. We ask these things in Jesus' name, and amen. And uh, I'm just, if you will, Sean, I'm just going to turn over you and let you come sing whatever's on your heart, buddy. Follow the Lord. I just want to say it's good to be in church tonight, and uh, I'm thankful for uh, for what I have, and um, thankful I know where it comes from, and, and where I got it, and where it's taken me to, and uh, um, with all this stuff that's going on nowadays with coronavirus and riots and all that stuff, you know, you get pretty disheartened by it. But if we'll just humble our hearts down and pray to God to help us through this, then he will. And I'm just so thankful for my church and salvation's plan and just, just everything. So just pray for me and I'll try to sing a song. When the melody's been written... And the words have all been penned And you've heard the Spirit calling Through some old sacred hymn 
in the valley of decision. Tell me, friend, what will you do? This life has many choices. Eternity has two. This world and all its pleasures will soon be passed away. The final invitation could be going out today. You're standing at the crossroads and the Savior's calling you. This life has many choices. Eternity has two. The straight and narrow way leads to life. The broad way down below. What would it profit to gain the world and lose your very soul? Tomorrow is uncertain. Our days on earth are few. This life has many choices. Eternity has two. This life has many choices. Eternity has two. Appreciate Shauna. Love that song. That blessed my heart. Uh, boy, it's right on the mark. That uh, song uh, tells the truth of God. Thank the Lord. And uh, I've made some bad choices in my life, and, but I thank God when I was 12 years old. And the gospel reached me, and God's Holy Spirit helped me, Brother Sean. I'm glad that I chose to seek the Lord. And uh, he said, Seeking you shall find. And, uh, boy, it was scary to me. And, uh, I was somewhat afraid, and I was awfully shy, but uh, God helped me even through that, and uh, I sought the Lord, and I got saved, and I'm glad I'm saved tonight. I appreciate God's tender mercies. I want you to pray very earnestly. I'd like to read at least, first of all, from the 145th Psalm. If you've got your Bibles and like to read with me, you're welcome to do that, and uh, I want to read one verse, and I want to tell you what my subject or my text is tonight, and then I'll read some more. In the 145th Psalm, starting at verse 1, David said, I will extol thee, my God, O king, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. And so twice in that little short verse, David said, I will. And we'll come back to what he said, but here's my subject. David said, I will. And then a question, will you? He said, I will, and he did, but will you? So my text, David said, I will, will you? And so let me go on. I'll start reading, read over. I will extol thee, my God, O king, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. 
One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will, there's that phrase again, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are all over his works. And so that's all I need to read right there. I, want, I do want to go back and read a couple of verses in the 30th Psalm that ties in with this. It even has similar language. But there's another phrase I want to focus on too. In the 30th Psalm, the psalmist said, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. And get this uh, phrase here, a couple of phrases. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. And so uh, I want you to pray real earnestly, and we'll uh, get a scripture in the New Testament. Probably it's on my heart in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. But when the psalmist said here, I will, and uh, he, he didn't say uh, uh, maybe. He didn't say, I'm going to try. Uh, how could he say, I will? Uh, believe me, that wasn't one of uh, self-praise. That wasn't one of arrogance. But the psalmist knew uh, that God would help him. And he, he said in one place in the Psalms that uh, God was a very present help in trouble. And even in the 23rd Psalm, he said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leaves me beside the still waters. The psalmist knew uh, that God was able to help him. And so when he said, I will, it, what it meant was he had purposed in his heart to follow God. And so Psalm, the psalmist said, I will, and then he did. Uh, that's kind of, it reminded me, it just come to my mind. It's kind of like the prodigal son when he was down there in a far country and he was feeding the swine, realized that there was uh, his servants at his father's house had plenty to eat more than him. And he, and he said in his heart, he purposed, I will go to my father's house. He purposed that. He said, I'll go. And then he got up and went. Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, it's good to have good intentions. And, and I love it for people to uh, have good thoughts and good intentions. But they have to be carried out before they become fruitful. I can intend to do something. And, and believe me, I've, I've been guilty of this sometimes in my life. I thought, well, I'll do this or I'll do that. And just let it slip by and not do it. Sometimes I've looked back and said, oh, boy, I messed up. I should have done that. But the psalmist here, he said, I will extol thee, my God. Now, I want to use that word extol. I, I looked that up and researched it in the Hebrew and in the, uh, the English dictionary. And it has a number of great meanings to it. It means I will exalt it means I will praise. It means I will lift up. Uh, one of the uh, writers describing what the word meant, it said, it's almost like I'm going to advertise this. That's, that's kind of a, a word we don't maybe use talking about the Lord. Uh, but I'm telling you what, we need to be telling the story. When you put it in the context that the psalmist said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, that's what he's talking about. I will extol thee, uh, my God, my King. I'll bless thy name forever and ever. And said, every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Now, let me get down here to this. I want everybody to really think about this. He said down here, uh, when he said, one generation, that's verse 4, again, chapter 145 in the psalm. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. 
He said, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And so the psalmist is saying here, one generation tells the next. Uh, I remember when I was just a little boy, I remember there were some old folks uh, telling the story, Sean. Uh, the old preachers was preaching and the old mothers was shouting and uh, the old uh, church members was praising God and living for the Lord. They were telling the story. And even when I was a child, uh, I think I absorbed a lot more of that than they might have thought I was. Uh, God brings back some of that to my remembrance once in a while. I still even remember Sunday school classes where they taught us things that helps me. I remember things when I was just a child, some of the things the preachers preached, and I'd think, well, how can that be? But then uh, God would move and show me that's really the truth of it. He'd give me understanding. So listen, if we don't tell the generation that's coming up, uh, they're going to miss out, and so are we. Uh, let me tell you something that I've seen in my lifetime. It's a sad, sad thing to me. I've seen maybe really good Christians raise their children in church and try to teach them about the Lord. But, and you know, you can do the best you can. People still make their own decisions. We need to tell our children about God. We need to be an example to them. We need to really be Christians that are exemplary before our children. Now, when we do that, that helps them, that encourages them. But now it's possible that they still make bad choices. Here's my point. I've seen people that was great Christians in my life. Great oak trees in the church. And they'd raise their kids up. and But their kids would go off after another uh, situation. They wouldn't bring their kids to church. So so you start out with these fine Christians. Uh, their, their children goes away from the church even though they've been taught. Well, that next generation, that third generation, sometimes I've seen them, they didn't know a thing about church. How sad that is. Boy, I'm telling you what. If we don't teach our children about the Lord... The world's going to uh, tell their story. Uh, I want my kids and my grandkids and uh, my great-grandkids, I want them to know about Jesus, and I, I want to be a part of telling the story. That's what the psalmist said here. Uh, he said, one generation shall praise thy works to another. And uh, listen, he said, and shall declare thy mighty acts. Let me, let me just take my time and pause here just a little bit. Uh, if you're out there listening, and you say, well, I know I'm saved, but uh, I just haven't served the Lord for a long time. Uh, let me tell you, uh, it's urgent that you get in. We need you. The Lord needs you. The church needs you. Your family needs you. Your neighbors need you. Your friends need you. Somebody said this when I was just a young, young, saved boy. It really stuck with me. I said, live for Jesus because your life may be the only Bible that your neighbors read. And I can tell somebody about Jesus. When I was just a teenage boy, I remember, I think it was Brother Siegel preached. He said, somebody's watching your life. Somebody's looking at you. And my first reaction, I thought, I don't want them looking at me. I don't want them watching me. I'm being embarrassed. I'll probably be a failure. But as he preached and as he went on and as God moved, I become aware of this. Uh, I shouldn't have thought of it that way. I became aware of the fact that if I live for Jesus and I'll do what he said, uh, even, even though I might stumble along a little bit, might not know a whole lot, God can use me. See, if we'll do what God wants us to, God will use us. And, and if I'll do what God wants me to do, what an opportunity for me to help somebody. And so instead of looking at it like, oh, I don't want them looking at me, uh, I got another attitude. I thought, oh, God, help me uh, to be the picture I need to be while they're looking at me. And here's the thing. Jesus said, he that's not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. And, and so there's no middle ground. Uh, I tried to find a neutral spot when I was a, a young Christian. I, I didn't want to get in too good because I might have to do something. I didn't want to get out too far because I might get in trouble. I thought I'll just kind of get in the middle. 
and not be too bad, not be too good. There's no such spot as that. You're either in or you're out. So I'll, I'll tell you what, we need to get in. And where the psalmist was talking about, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall uh, declare thy mighty action. And he said, I will. See that phrase again. He said, I will uh, speak of the glorious uh, honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And he said, and men shall speak of the might of the terrible, uh, of thy terrible action. I will, throw that word I will again. He said, I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. Boy, praise God. I'm telling you, we, we've got a real God. Let me go over here in the New Testament. I want to get uh, some I wills that Apostle Paul said. So they line up the Old Testament and New Testament. They line up and hook up together. Over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Here's what Paul said in verse 15. He said, what is it then? Listen to what he said. I will. I will pray with the Spirit and will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Boy, he said, I will. Again, he didn't say maybe. And now, I don't mean to tell you that Paul hit a home run every time he spoke. Uh, but he knew as he was trying to follow God when he dumbled his heart, God would come through. I haven't gotten the spirit every time I've tried to move for the Lord. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when I get my heart on and get myself out of the way, every time I do that and I lean on the Lord, God comes through. And I know that I can tell a story about Jesus, not because of any goodness about me or anything, uh, not, not that I know so much about it, but I have it down in my soul. And when the Lord moves, he lets me tell a story. I've told so many times, but I need to tell again. Uh, once at the old Albert Street building, the, the brick building, the second one, uh, a little girl got saved. She came to church with some friends. She brought a friend of hers from the neighborhood one day. Before church got started on Sunday morning, she tugged on my coat and said, Preacher, preacher, brother preacher, said, I want you to tell my friend about Jesus. Tell her how to get saved like I did. And boy, it stirred my heart. And so I got down on my knees right in the altar. Church wasn't started, but I got down where I could look him right in the eye. I started trying to tell her friend about Jesus. And I was doing the best I could. But she tugged on my, my arm and my sleeve. She said, Preacher. She smiled kind of shook her. She said, You better let me tell her. See, God had put it on her heart to tell her testimony. I said, go ahead, honey, go ahead. Boy, when she started talking, heaven moved. She did a lot more good telling her story than I did trying to tell it. I was doing my best, but it was her job right there. She was the one that was doing the I will part of it. And she told her friend, we, we cried. Uh, we got we got in touch with heaven. We cried. And so when Paul said here, I'll pray with the spirit. And he said, no, I'll pray with the understanding also. Now, let me talk about this. You've got to have it before you can use it. Uh, you've got to get saved before you can move in the spirit. And let me, and let me share this. This come back to me. When I was just a young fellow, and I, I've told a lot of times, uh, when I got saved on a Saturday night, and before I got home, the devil tried to talk me out of the fact that I was saved. But you know, right after I got saved, uh, I began to think about, boy, I've got some friends. I like to see them get this. Well, when, when I began to pray, and I began to ask God, God, am I really saved? Uh, maybe I'm not. I, I, see, I, I want to make sure. Well, God reminded me that when I prayed there that last time, when I was talking, he reminded me of how I felt when that burden left. Boy, I, I, that was good. God reminded me of how I had a burden for the lost people. God reminded me of how I felt the Lord. It was something I never felt before. You can't rejoice in the Spirit till you get the Spirit. You need to get it. 
And once you get it, you need to use it. So if you hear in the sound of my voice out there somewhere, you know, I don't know how far this broadcast is going out. I hope a lot of people's watching it. I don't mean that so they say, oh, boy, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people listen to Brother Terry. That's not the point. I, I like what the old preacher said, hide me behind the cross. Get yourself out of the way. The reason I want a lot of people listening is more listening, more chance it is to help somebody. And I believe somebody right now, if you if you puzzle over whether you're saved or not, get down on your knees and ask God. He can tell you. He can take your memory and your heart back. And if you are saved, he can show it to you. If you're not saved, he can stir your heart and you can pray and get saved. When God talks, it's, I'll tell you what, it's time to listen. And so uh, we go back in the scripture. And let me go back here uh, one more place. I want to find it if I can here in the scripture. Got another place marked. But let me just go back to this in uh, the 30th Psalm here right quick. And uh, let me talk about this some more. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. Now listen to this. This ties into what I was talking just, just the last little bit. O Lord my God, I cried to thee, and thou hast healed me. Now, I need to say some more things. Jesus in the New Testament, he said some I wills. Uh, come unto me in the 11th chapter of Matthew, I think 28th verse. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, we don't doubt that Jesus was able to do everything he said. Well, God gives his children the power to do some good things too. We're not perfect like Jesus was, but when we move in the spirit, we can tell the same story that he was telling. When the preachers preach, when I preach or any other preacher is called and God uses them in the spirit and the church carries it, that gospel message is the same gospel that Jesus preached. And so the psalmist said, I call on you, Lord, and you healed me. Well, one time there was a man come to Jesus and he said, Lord, he said, I've got a servant at home. So he's dying. I want you to heal him. And the Lord said, I'll come. I will. And the man said, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. I just, I want you to say the words. I'm not worthy that you come in my house. Well, Jesus was so astonished at the faith that man had. He said, okay, I will. He's healed. And so the man got well. I'm telling you what, Jesus has the power to do things. And again, that verse that I quote during 11th chapter 28th verse, coming to me all you labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. He didn't say maybe or probably or partly. He said, I'll do it. And so just like the psalmist said, I will. Jesus said, I will. Apostle Paul said, I will. Will you? Let's ask that question tonight. I'm going to take my time here and come to a close here pretty soon. And Sean, you think about it. If you've got another song, we'll get you sang here at the end if you feel like it. But I, I want you to think about this. Will you? Well, what, what are you asking me again, preacher? Be more specific. If you're here in the sound of our voice and you're listening tonight and you're lost and you want to get saved, will you seek him? He said, come to him. Come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden. From every direction, whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you've done, the sins that you've done are irrelevant as far as you getting saved. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. You can be a good little boy or a girl or man or woman, or you can be an outlaw, man, woman, boy, or girl. Jesus died to save your soul, and when that gospel reaches you, if you will come to him and you will seek him from your heart, you get saved. So will you do that tonight? Please do that. It's your choice. The devil can't keep you from getting saved. He doesn't have enough power. He told me that, that he could. He said, oh, you can't get saved. I'm, you know, I'm here and you can't get saved. And he said, you're not smart enough to get saved. You don't know enough about the Bible to get saved. You don't have to know very much about the Bible or the word of God. Here's another story I've told before. When I was a teenager, 
we went, Linda and I went to a youth meeting, and a lot of our youth went to it down to Springfield, Ohio. Uh, James Reed was a pastor down at Springfield Missionary Baptist Church. Boy, what a great meeting had that night. And there was a young fellow, first time he'd ever been in church. God got a hold of him. The gospel reached him. And he wept, and he come to the altar and prayed in church together around and prayed with him. And when he got up, the preacher said, Son, said, what would you like to say? He said, what's happened? What's happened here? He said, tell us. And tears streaming down, he said, I don't know how to tell it. He said, I don't know what it's called. He said, but here's the way I feel. He said, I hope this doesn't sound too silly. He said, but I felt like I was full of sin and trouble and darkness. He said, when I prayed, he said, I felt like God was calling me when that preacher was preaching. He said, when I prayed, when I bowed it all and prayed, he said, here's what I felt like happened. He said, I felt like God come all the way from heaven and come right down through this church and said, I felt like he landed right in there. He said, now I feel like I got God in me. He said, does that, so that sound silly? Well, it didn't sound silly because by the time he got to the end of his uh, explanation, the whole church was shouting. He didn't even know what it was called. He didn't know to say I got saved. Or he didn't know to say I got born again. He didn't know to say I got regenerated. But it told a story. He told I got God in me. Now, when you get saved, it's not like fireworks going off. It's not like a, a brass band playing. It's not like somebody shouting. In my case, it was like a still, small voice. It spoke peace to me. I'd had such agony inside and such emptiness and such darkness. And when God saved my soul, peace come in there. And boy, I've had peace in my soul ever since. I've had some turmoil in my life and some disappointing things. And I've let God down, but I've been saved all the time. So again, I've summed this up once, but I need to sum it up again. If you're listening tonight and you're lost and God's got your attention, and, and you feel the need to get saved. Seek the Lord. Uh, get down and pray, or pray where you're sitting, or where you're standing. Pray. Talk to the Lord. I know people got saved standing up. Preacher George Peace got saved running a machine at the factory where he worked at. Uh, Blaine got saved in the backyard at the house. Wherever God's calling you, you can get saved. The psalmist said, I will, and he did. Will you? If you're lost tonight, you can get saved. Call on the Lord and trust him. If you're wondering whether you're saved or not, uh, I will tell you this. After I got saved, I doubted whether I was saved for a while going back and forth. But this is an interesting thing. Somebody said to me, said, son, said, before you got saved, said, you didn't doubt if you are saved, did you? And I said, no. Before I got saved, I knew without a doubt I was lost. But after I got saved and the devil was fighting me, it made me think. I thought, well, maybe I am, maybe not. That was the devil. He was trying to keep me from serving God, and he was trying to keep me from being part of the I will crowd. But I'm telling you what, when I prayed and talked to God, God let me know it. He, he took my mind back to that peace. So if you're wondering about it, ask God. And let me tell you something. If you hear the sound of our voice, and if you're saved and you haven't been serving God like you should, remember what the psalmist said, one generation tells the next. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to tell that. You don't have to be a, a Bible scholar. You don't have to know much about the Bible. Now, we need to learn about the Bible, but you don't have to know a lot about it. I've known people. I've known people that couldn't read, and they had a spirit about them. They could tell about their salvation. So seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and call ye upon him while he's near. Pray tonight. I'm going to ask Sean if he feels like saying, come sing. Boy, just really pray tonight. Call on the Lord right now. Listen.
Well, I've heard of some people who claim that old-time religion was real. Yeah. So I said I'd go down, take a look at the crowd. Yeah. For it's just this weak mind that I feel. Yeah. So I walked up the steps and I opened the door. Uh. And the devil said, don't you go in. I said, it won't hurt me, I'll just step inside. And yeah, I'll man. sit as far back as I can. But something got a hold of me. Yeah. Something got a hold of me. I went there for spite, but I tell yeah. you that Amen. night, something got a hold of me. Now they sang like they meant it. They all clapped their hands. I said it's emotion, that's all. When they kneel down to pray, I'll just get up and leave. I don't want to be seen here at all. Then about that time, the preacher started to preach. And he yeah, looked right straight back at me. Yeah, then he told everybody how mean that I was. Didn't talk like he thought much of me. Yeah. But something got a hold of me. Yeah, something got a hold of me. I went there for spite, but I tell you that night, something got a hold of me. Amen. Now I sat in my seat just thinking it over. Ah. When they all started to pray, the fire fell yeah. from heaven. Hey, I knelt to the floor. I prayed there that God have his way. Yeah, and now I know there's no need to doubt. For I got an experience that night. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Right. I found that salvation is right. right. Cause something got a hold of me. Something got a hold of me. I went there for spite, but I tell you that night. Something got a hold of me. Hey man. Hey, Boy, that's good. Sean and the songs he sings. Praise the Lord. Got one more scripture I want to read and then we'll come to a close. This is in the hundred and sixteenth Psalm, starting at verse fourteen. The psalmist says, I will. Back to that phrase, I will. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Sometimes I talk to people and I say, well, maybe later I can do that. And I'm, I'm pretty shy. But the psalmist said, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. With God's help, we can do anything God wants us to do. We can do it. Well, you have a lot of confidence in us, preacher. No, I have a lot of confidence in God. Whatever God wants, it's able to be done. I've had so many things. I remember when I was first saved and God wanted me to testify. I said, I can't. 
I'm too shy. But my heart was pounding, my palms were sweating, and my heart was stirring. I finally stood up in prayer meeting, and I said what was on my heart. Boy, you talk about a blessing. I felt heaven move. And uh, I said it real fast, I guess just like a child does, so I could probably hurry up and sit down. But I felt the Lord, and it was a growth for me. I thought, wow, that, that was good. I, I dreaded that. I was nervous, but I, I'm glad I'd done that. Every time I've done anything for the Lord, I've been glad. And every time I didn't do what he wanted to, I've been real sad. So he goes on after he says, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly, I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thy handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. Listen to this. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Well, I like that. And we'll call upon the name of the Lord. I will, I will, I will. Will you? Anything else? All right. Uh, I don't even feel like praying in closing. I just feel like uh, uh, leaving it there and saying, God bless you. I want to say one more thing. Remember the service Sunday morning here at 11 o'clock. We're going to be in the house. And you'll get some more information on that. But uh, it's on the website already. Now, Brother Kenny Hall's put the... Uh, uh, you know, the safety precautions on the website, but we'll try to put a one call out about that. Brother Kenny's going to put one out. But praise God and really pray. So I'm done. Thank you. Appreciate you.